Hello, and welcome to For the Plot Podcast, where you'll learn how to live your best life like the book characters you love. Because let's face it, reading is sexy. Okay, hello everyone, welcome back to our podcast. Welcome back, I'm excited for this topic. Me too, because I feel like we can actually talk a lot about it. (laughs) Yes, we definitely have some experience for sure. Yeah, we're definitely well-versed, so I'm excited. It'll also be fun, kind of a trip down memory lane. Oh, yes, I'm very excited. Yes, but before we get started... Oh, were you going to say something? Sorry. I was going to say, shall we get into what we're currently reading? Oh, yes, exactly what I was going to get into. So I finished my book... Diary of an Oxygen Thief, and I was laughing because I was putting it into my Goodreads, of course, and I kind of just, like, wanted mm-hmm. to read some of the other, I don't know, sometimes I like looking at other people how to think about the book, and everyone hated it. <laughs> <laughs> everyone was just like, this is the worst book ever, but I actually, like, there was this one comment that I actually really agreed with, because everyone was saying, like, because it's basically, like, the author, I don't know if it's the author, but the the voice, I guess the narrator is the word I'm trying to look for, okay, the narrator of the book is, like, a narcissist, so you're not supposed to like the narrator and everyone in the mm-hmm. comments was like this is the worst narrator he's such a douchebag blah, blah blah and like that's the whole point and that's why they didn't like it and so this one person commented they're like yeah you're literally just not getting the point <laughs> um but <laughs> i enjoyed funny. it apparently there's a second book and i kind of want to read it um i'm interested and then i'm currently now reading i started it last night um the kite runner by halet halid uh, rosani I, I looked up how to say that, so sorry if I'm still butchering that, but um, Ian picked it out for me. We did, like, a book swap before we left because it's one of his favorite books, and I gave him mm-hmm. one of my favorite books, and I'm excited to read it. I thought it would – so Ian's really into, like, sci-fi and, like, war books, and so mm-hmm. I read the, the like, intro – um, like the foreword, I guess, and it was about Afghanistan. I like when we called last night. I was like, "Oh my god, did you get me a war book?" And he was like, "No, it's really good." So, <laughs> I'm excited. Apparently, it's sad. I read that like a year or two ago, and I really enjoyed it. Okay. And I don't really like war war history books, mm-hmm. but oh, it's it's an amazing story. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Then I I trust your opinion. Okay, so what are you reading now? Um, I've kind of been all over the place. Still. I... <laughs> I just keep on like starting a book but it's like oh this isn't really what I'm wanting so then I start something else and I just reorganize my bookshelf or right now it's book stacks because I'm in the middle of like building a bookshelf oh cool um so then that like sparked more like oh I really want to read this book so it's just like so many but the book I'm furthest through and have been reading like most nights before I go to bed is The Sea of Monsters by Rick Roradan. I guess I guess I should have looked up how to say that that's how I, I would that's how I would say it so yeah. Um, so it's the second Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, um, or Percy, Percy Jackson and the Olympians, um, second book in the series. Mm-hmm. And I read the first book, like, the beginning of this year, and I really enjoyed it. And I've seen the movie before, but never read the books, and everyone always talks about it, and I'm really enjoying it. I, I think act- it's a fun read. And there's yeah. supposed to be a series coming out with, like, younger... Right. Um, actors or like the younger yeah yeah yeah, so I'm excited to read this before watching that no that's so true I haven't read the series maybe I should read that I think that'd be fun um yeah it reminds me of kind of like a Harry Potter I was gonna say uh, that exactly Harry Potter but just because they're like 11 when they're doing this or 14 or something yeah it's just an easier read and a fun story and Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good like before bed story too like it's just kind of like a good magic realism Mm-hmm, for yeah. sure. So any life updates, Katie Comp? I saw that you sewed on buttons on a sweater. <laughs> yes, I, like, it was, it took, like, five minutes. I don't know why I was thinking it was going to take longer, but I came home, and I was, like, I've been telling everyone about it. I am just, I... It looks so, so good. I'm so proud of you. And now I just feel so, like, oh, yeah, I can sew on a button. That's so cool. And 
Yeah, I went over to my grandma's and she was showing me how to do it. And apparently her grandma used to work at a button factory, a pearl button factory. Wait, really? And so she had some leftover pearl buttons from her grandma. Wait, that's that I, so she cool. she let me use because I have this like uh, satin pajama set uh-huh. and some of the buttons fell off and they kind of already look like that uh, pearl button look. So she let me use some of those. Oh my so that gosh. was also really cool. Wait, that's so lovely. Oh my gosh, I yeah, love that. And, and I love the family aspect. stories about how her grandma taught her how to sew and now my grandma. So <sighs> it was really great and I'm really excited to keep on sewing with her. Wait, that's really lovely. I love, that's so sweet. Yeah. Um, That's cute. As for me, still out pairing, I actually am really enjoying it. My, the kids are really well-behaved still. The parents are so nice, very welcoming. I feel like I am really am a part of their family, which, I don't know, like, they say that in the application, and every time I'm like, wow, that's so nice of you, like, thank you so much. They're like, yeah, it's like, it's normal. And I'm like, actually, it's not normal. <laughs> um, yeah. But they're really welcoming, and I just feel really grateful. But this weekend, they're actually, they have a house um, in the north of France that's, like, kind of a little cottage, and so they're going... Um, but they they invited me, but I decided to stay home because I just kind of want to get more settled in Paris. Um, so I'm really mm-hmm. excited. Tomorrow I'm planning on doing, like, a self... We're recording this on a Thursday. So for Friday night, I'm going to watch the first Harry Potter movie to get myself in, like, a fall mood Ooh. and do, like, a face mask. And then Saturday I have plans with some French friends, which I'm really excited about. The dad was, like, asking me if I wanted to come with them this week. I was like, oh, no, I actually have plans on Saturday. And he was like, wow, already? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I've met them before. And he was like, wow, that's awesome. I was like, thank you. Um, so it'll be fun and not good to get out of the house and hopefully practice my French even more. But I definitely mm-hmm. can sense that my French is improving. I just feel like I'm thinking in French a lot, which is great. And then the, the, it's nice to talk to the mom, though, because she wants to practice her English. So then I kind of feel like my brain relaxed when I talk to her. Just because I feel like I'm more, you know, understood. Because at that point, I feel like more comfortable with my personality in English than in French. But I actually saw something. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent now. But I thought it was so interesting that actually people that that are bilingual or multilingual actually have so many different personalities. And it's linked. It's like the same thing. Um like the same brain chemistry of when someone has multiple personality disorder because mm. whenever you switch languages your mannerisms and the way you talk changes because the cultures are different that makes sense i that's thought that really was cool, so cool so i was like dang that's really cool but anyways that's um all my life updates how we get into today's topic <laughs> Yes, yes. Today is a lifestyle episode, and it's tips on how to travel on a budget. Yes, and just general like travel tips because we are travel gurus, um, self-certified, yes. of course. <laughs> <laughs> we learned as we went. Yeah, for sure. yeah. But like we've said before, we've um, both studied abroad together in Scotland, and then I'm living in France now. I also studied in Paris. Um, this past January, but, and then we've also traveled around the United States together, like, we went to New York together, we went to Chicago, mm-hmm. we went to California, which are all, like, pretty expensive places. I would say that, mm-hmm. I mean, New York is just expensive in general, but I think that, I don't know, California, like, for even though staying there for a week, it wasn't that bad. No, it really wasn't, but I also think because we stayed in a hotel that had a kitchen and we were able to cook for ourselves. Yeah, that is key. Like, we went to Whole Foods and got a lot of food, but thinking about how much we would have spent on each meal that we were then just making, I think we actually saved some money. I agree. Um, and we just sat on the beach all day and read, so it wasn't <laughs> like we were doing all these excursions that would have yeah. cost money. And they had a lot of, like, art galleries. We were staying, um, oh my god, what were we, where were we staying? It was next to Hololoyola, but I can't remember. 
what was it called? Uh, Laguna Beach. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yeah, we were staying. I was like, where did we stay? Yeah, we were in Laguna Beach for a week, and they had a bunch of free art galleries, so we got to, like, walk mm-hmm. around, I think, like, one morning when it was, like, kind of overcast, a little rainy, and that was really fun. Um, mm-hmm. Again, free is the key word there. So, yeah, we're going to share some tips on how to travel on a budget abroad or in America, um, if that's where you're located, but these are just good, like, tips just for anyone who wants to travel, um, especially when you're young and have no income. <laughs> Yes, yes. Yeah. So, shall we get into it? I think we shall. So, the first um, tip is if you're booking flights, look for cheap flights, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there's some good ways um, or good sites to book them through. Mm-hmm. One that I love is Student Universe. Casey showed that to me. Yes, and it's, it's amazing, amazing how much you can save yeah. if you have a student um, email. Right, exactly. If you're a student and you are like, even if you're, I think like if you're a teacher too, and you have like a university or like EDU email, you can use mm-hmm. Student Universe and it gives discounted um, tickets to students, which is great. And I also, I may be visiting Casey soon. Yes. So I was um, looking at some flights and I saw something called Sky Scanner, mm-hmm. which I need to look into more, but they were saying that you can get really good deals on flights through that. I'm not sure how legit and I definitely need to look into it more, but definitely something to keep in mind. Right. And something that I also do is I just go to Google Flights and look at the flight path that I want to, say like Chicago to Paris or something, and it'll show you like what, like what days will be the cheapest to book for. Um, mm-hmm. it'll also like I don't typically buy through Google flights but I'll be like oh okay so like American Airlines is cheap on this Wednesday and then I go to American Airlines and then I buy it from there but that's just also to give you like yeah. looking ahead at the month it's also good to be like okay I don't need to leave this coming Thursday I can leave at any time next week then you can kind of choose a date that would be cheaper for you and I think Google flights does that really well because it shows you like the month ahead um it shows you like the, all yeah. the dates on the month so it's like nice because then you can kind of choose what's available and it's nice to when you're planning your trip to have some flexibility because yeah like you were saying looking and seeing what day is the cheapest to fly out so then planning your trip around that right um yeah and then also if you're abroad easyjet ryanair and Vueling are the cheapest airlines to use i like ryanair the best um they all kind of mm-hmm. feel like you're fl- like falling out of the sky so you get what you pay for um but if you use any you of used to it though yeah it's kind of like frontier in america where it's like really cheap but the key is no roller suitcases or anything bigger than can, what can sit like fit underneath your seat in front of you or else they'll ding you like 50 dollars. so it's like in, in abroad it's like a seven euro flight but then if you pay for luggage it would be like you know, a typical, what a typical flight would cost you. So just have a little backpack. Like really, if you're going abroad, you should invest in a good travel backpack because that just, and I, honestly, like we've used it on trips in America. It gives you more room if you're able to bring like, I know American Airlines, you're allowed to bring like one um, personal item and one carry-on. So how Katie and I usually mm-hmm. travel is we'll do like our carry-on be like our little roller bag and then we'll carry our backpack as a personal item. So we have basically the same amount of room as a normal suitcase, but we're just not paying for it, which is really mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah. But if you are abroad, take the train if you can. It's really cheap and you save time because they don't have security like airports, which was really surprising for me going abroad for the first time because you're like chained... Was- yeah, go, go ahead. ahead no, go ahead. I was going to say that was so um, 
bizarre the first time we took the train and we were going to a different country so i was fully expecting that we'd have to like show our passport and go through some type of security or immigration i thought literally like every because we would go through like different country lines i thought like every country we would stop get out get our passport stamped then get back on the train (laughs) like i had really no idea and they come and check your ticket like halfway through the um, train ride. Right. Too. So it's like just... in other countries, like, we don't speak the language. We were like, are we even on the right train? Like you'd match up the numbers. But at some points I was like, I don't even know. Like I remember when we were in Berlin or I guess we were leaving the Czech Republic going into Germany. And I didn't even mm-hmm. realize there, there was like like seats assigned seats and this like german man i mean i think he was just speaking to me but german is more of an intense language for me and i'm sensitive i was like oh my god he's yelling at me i was also very hungover so <laughs> i was like i'm so sorry <laughs> um yeah. but the, the best it's also beautiful though when oh, you take trains it's so beautiful and also like the best story like regarding trains and not getting stamped in the passports um we went on one trip that was from we like flew into Budapest, then we went Budapest, Vienna, Prague, then ended in Berlin. And when we were flying out of Berlin, going back to Edinburgh, which is where we went to um, where we studied abroad, the like guard at the um, passport check was like, "When did you come to Germany? Because your passport's only stamped in you know Hungary and Budapest." And I was like. <laughs> so tired it was we like slept before no we did not like... sleep we went straight from clubs to airport which mm-hmm. isn't it's a choice we learned not to do again so i was still intoxicated and <laughs> had not slept and my club makeup was still on and i thank god we were with our friend christian who could speak german and he said something to the guard and the guard just started laughing and stopped my stopped, stamped my passport and i was like what'd you say to him and he was like i just told him that you were still drunk i was like christian <laughs> why did you do that and he was like he's probably seen it before i I was so embarrassed um but yeah. yeah I oh those are interesting times every time coming into at least like Edinburgh and they're asking you um why did you leave the country and where did you go and what'd you do and sometimes it's like you're having running on no sleep yeah it's like I can't even remember where I was like a day ago no seriously oh, those are interesting yeah it's always touch and go but always really fun and worth worth the memories <laughs> oh for sure for sure yeah. Um, also, our last note on booking flights. It looks like Tuesdays or midweek are the cheapest to book your flight. So don't wait yes. for the weekends because that's when everyone does it. So do it during the week. Yes, for sure. Yeah. On to hostels? Yes. <laughs> this definitely, I don't know too much about hostels in the U.S. I know they are a thing, but I don't know if I would recommend them. Yeah, I think they're only in like major cities like Chicago, New York, and maybe San Francisco, LA type situation. Mm -hmm. They're not very common. Um, But if you are in the United States and you're able to, I highly recommend working for a Hilton. I worked. 100%. Yeah. Pro tip, if you go to the University of Iowa, um, work at The View. They gatekeep this, but I'm not going to gatekeep. So the, the, the way that Katie and I were able to travel so cheaply, like in New York or Chicago or, you know, even um, going to California, was I worked at The View, which is a restaurant, for those that don't know, at the top of the Hilton in Iowa City. And because I was technically working at the Hilton Hotel, I was technically a Hilton employee. And because of that, and I was just a waitress, you know, like you could be a waitress for a Hilton hotel, like any city that you can't, like if you want to be a waitress, like definitely do it. Cause you still get like the same amount of tips. I mean, maybe not the same, but like you still, you know, if you're working at a really expensive restaurant, maybe not the same at the Hilton, but you still get the tips and all the things. It's still like a regular waiting job. But the key is you get discounted rates on your hotels and you're technically a golden platinum member of Hilton. 
So every time I checked in, they would give us like free waters and all the things. And we got like, I mean, I, I even used it abroad when I went to Edinburgh in January. I got like upgraded to free breakfast. I got a king size room, like immediately upgraded. But the, the tickets are so cheap. Like we our our hotel in New York City. Um, that was like around the around Thanksgiving time, which is really expensive, like really um, busy because of the busy yeah. because of the Thanksgiving Macy's Day Parade. Um, but our hotel was like maybe two blocks from Times Square, and it was seventy dollars mm-hmm. a night. <laughs> and then we split that. So, yeah. Oh, it was amazing. It was I amazing. And then uh, in Chicago, we stayed at the Drake Hotel, which is famous, which was so nice. And then in California, we stayed at the, I can't remember, it was like a Homes Too Sweet. Homes um, Sweets or something? Yeah, by Hilton. And you get, like what Katie was saying, it came with a kitchen that was fully like stashed with like all the cooked pans. Yeah, cooking utensils, microwave, fridge. Um, all we had to do was provide our own like food but it was it felt like I was like we wanted to do like a beach town vibe and it felt like even though we were maybe two miles from the beach it was still like really nice to just be like okay we can you know take take the uber to the beach and then come home and cook and so it was super easy Mm -hmm. but yes yeah but if you are looking to go abroad and you are booking hostels um I was in charge of well I didn't really I wasn't designated this I just kind of assigned it to myself because I'm an avid planner um I always booked and everyone else just gladly let her take the reins (laughs) yeah whenever we were abroad I would have this like full like google um sheet or like google doc of all the like hostels all the plane tickets all the train tickets with links so people just had to click and buy it was super easy Mm -hmm. um but it was amazing but as for the um, looking at hostels, um, hostelsworld.com is super friendly. You just look like you just look up by location. Um, but if you are a female traveler, book female dorms for safety. They're about like three to ten euros above the regular price. Um, I've also stayed in mixed dorms. It's not bad. It's just louder, mousier, the things that come with being with more people. But typically, female dorms are like six people max typically um which is really nice and especially if you're going with a bunch of girls like you could it's kind of like having your own hotel room but for cheap i remember one time um katie and i were traveling i think we were in uh where were we in oh we were in london <laughs> and it was with our friend hannah oh, gosh. <laughs> and that was a bad hostel so this is maybe not a good, good example um but we were with our friend <laughs> hannah and it was like a female dorm for with three beds and she was like oh my god perfect it's a private room for the three of us it was just one singular bunk bed with three beds stacked one above the other but <laughs> and you we, could barely walk around <laughs> the bed in the room it was such a small room. it was literally a closet but, like, it worked for us and we felt safe because it was just the three of us in the room so. right yeah but I, so typically when I go on hostelsworld.com, I'll just like look up based on the location, like say like, you know, Paris, France, and I always mark like close to city center and I, I also book based off reviews. I only book hostels if they have more than a thousand reviews and as long as they have like, um, you know, an average of three stars. I mean, not every hostel is going to be super clean but you want it to be like fine but definitely like I don't I wouldn't disregard the ones that were maybe less populated just because that made me more nervous um and if you are in a city that has like what is it wombat wombats are really yeah wombats are really nice because they um they give you like a key that's kind of like a typical hotel key that kind of looks like a card and it would also it would scan into your room but then it would also scan your personal like 
um, locker and not every hostel pro- like they provide the exterior of a locker but you like bring a padlock if you are going to a hostel because not everyone provides locks sometimes they'll like have it at the front desk for like five euros and you don't want to pay for that like every time so just always have a lock on you just in case mm-hmm. it, it just is nice because they don't they don't guarantee you that you get a locker so oh and always bring a towel even if it's just a washcloth or a hand towel yes you, exactly like i think there was only one place where they gave us towels for free and we were like are you else, sure you have to pay a little bit <laughs> yeah and it could be like two to five euros so really not that much but if you think like how many times you travel and just saving money here and there um really adds up yeah so i would sometimes literally take a shower and dry off with a washcloth yeah same. that's all i could fit in my um packing like my in my backpack yeah same also sometimes it worked. I, I would also just sometimes use a t-shirt that i would use like I would just hang to dry in the hostel room it was fine Mm -hmm. like and I would wear that t-shirt like it's really fine (laughs) you know um yeah you like just um you what's the word like develop a different type of living when you're in hostels I think yeah things that maybe you wouldn't do when you're like in your own home or whatever would be like oh my gosh that's so gross but when you're living in a hostel it's like oh it's really not that bad right no I think you just embrace the fact that like you might be gross and you might be smelly but it's part of the fun because hostel showers can sometimes be scary so there were also times I just opted to not take a shower and just spray perfume on me and it was fine Mm -hmm. like also like I don't know it's just like it's not that big of a deal like you're like you're more worried about like oh my like you're more like in awe of the fact that like oh my gosh I'm in Amsterdam or like oh my god you know it doesn't matter Mm mm-hmm yeah really and yeah no one really cares um no but yeah basically so yeah take bring a towel and become a master of packing (laughs) yes figuring out how to pack will save you so much money and you can bring more Mm -hmm. um in your backpack i mean thinking back we like i think our longest trip was that three weeks in italy yeah and i only had a backpack same but I would just rewear some things, roll really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you make it work. You do make it work. Um, and it was funny actually thinking of the Italian or like the Italy trip um, when we were with our friend Hannah again. Hannah was. I'm not very good at packing <laughs> and she'd always well I don't think she wasn't good at packing I think she just liked she was just a girl who liked her things which is so mm-hmm. valid um and she would always carry her rolling suitcase but we went to Venice and she oh had to <laughs> carry her backpack and her rolling suitcase over all of the bridges it was a 30 minute walk from the train station because Venice mm-hmm. is on an island so we took, took trains everywhere in Italy so the train station stopped like at the main island, but then it didn't, like, it wasn't, like, a metro system, because it's, like, you know, sinking, so it stopped, at the, it stopped at the main station on the island, and then we had to walk 30 minutes to our hostel, and <laughs> she would roll it. And the bridges have, like, stairs exactly up to the walking bridge, and it's cobblestone, so it's yeah. already, like, catching on every single right. uneven so... stone. Oh, it was... It, it was, was so yeah, funny, she, and it was so hot, she remembered to, like, stop you know, push down the handle, like, pick up her entire suitcase, walk over the bridge, put it down, pick it back up, roll it. It was just, yeah. It It was my 21st birthday the night before. Yes, and we were... we weren't in the best state. No, it was... not doing well. I was really touch and go. Everything adding up. (laughs) Yes, um, but as for packing, definitely, like, it's true what they say, like, capsule wardrobe. Um, get good at, like, layering things. I always like to layer, like, a dress underneath a t-shirt for, like, a skirt look, but then also, like, wearing the dress at night for, like, a nighttime look. Um, Mm -hmm. especially, like, if you're traveling in the winter, like, wear your coats and jackets, like, when you fly. Don't pack that that'll save room 
Um, You can fit, like, three shirts on when you're traveling. No, exactly. Like, layering is going to be your best friend. Um, And also just know that you will outfit repeat, and that's totally, like, that's pretty common in every other place, I think, than America. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Like, everyone just wears the clothes that they bought because that's what clothes are made for, so. Yeah, and honestly, probably you will be the only person that will realize that you're outfit repeating. Yeah, and I always did, like, ways to, like, make it feel like I was wearing a different outfit. Like, maybe one time Mm -hmm. I wore tights under my dress, and then the next time I didn't, I wore it with, like, tennis shoes instead of my boots, and, like, sometimes I'd wear my leather jacket, and and it's just, like, kind Mm -hmm. of how you accessorize to really, like, make the look new again um and you can wear your hair differently right uh, adds it's, a lot, like uh, wear it up or wear it down right it really adds to the style again like changing the t-shirts out um wearing it with a jacket maybe not um yeah and like layering a turtleneck and a t-shirt and jeans is like really cute i wasn't like that but definitely make sure you bring comfortable walking shoes because wherever you travel you will be walking a lot and like just mm-hmm. it's not fun to get blisters um <laughs> you know that's just not great especially and like everyone's wearing tennis shoes or some type of yeah tennis shoe well especially like, you, you won't be weirdly standing out no it's more comfortable it is more comfortable exactly especially in the place like really metropolitan areas like new york chicago like people are wearing like mm-hmm. you know it's a wa- more walkable city than other cities in america but especially mm-hmm. in europe it's super walkable so just like it also saves you money which brings us on to our next point actually public transportation is your best friend yes it really is mm-hmm. but also just like Sometimes walking, it's really not that far. Like, if it's a 20-minute walk, yeah. it's fun to kind of walk Even, in the neighborhoods, though, and, like, see the sights on the way to, like, yeah. getting breakfast or something. Even sometimes if it's, like, 40 minutes, I feel like if it's under, like, 45 minutes, it's not that bad. Yeah, I would say, honestly, also, under an hour, and I'm fine. Yeah, because if, if you're in a new city, then it gets you sometimes to, like you were saying, like, explore other neighborhoods or see more sights. And I am just, like, talking, hanging out with, like, during that walk. I think it's, I, I enjoy that part. Me too. If and you have good walking shoes. Exactly. you can enjoy it. Yeah. I also walk really fast, so, like, an hour to me is, like, 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, yes, for sure. I just run. Um, but, yeah, and don't use, yeah, so public transport is your best friend. Typically, like, the metros, especially abroad, and even the subway wasn't that bad in New York really inexpensive if you do need to go somewhere farther than a walking distance um but yeah try to avoid taxis or ubers especially in other countries if they if english isn't their common language and they hear you speaking english especially with an american accent they might try to up your price more yeah Mm -hmm. um but i would also say like only use them at night especially if you're a woman and you want to be safe we only used really like especially in new york we went this we did the subway during the day and then at night after we had like had like after dinner after we had like we took the uh, subway to dinner but then after we started drinking we would take the ubers from there because we just wanted to like be safe um yeah and stick together also just for safety um even if, if you are traveling alone like just use your common sense and don't get overserved or try not to um but mm-hmm. also there's like different like there's so many ways that you can you know be safe by making friends in your hostel there's always like some type of bar in the hostel lobby that's usually a good place to socialize um other people mm-hmm. oh, there'll, be, there'll be other like solo travelers there's been so many people in our hostels that are like women traveling alone and they were really nice so making friends with them um they're probably lonely as well so they want people to talk to and we're really privileged because lots of people know english so don't be yes. worried about a language barrier um but speaking of the language, I added this a note kind of later, but wherever you're going, just try to, like, pick up a little bit of the language. It's just respectful, I think. Um, it's not, mm-hmm. like, 
weird or awkward i think it's more awkward if you're like why can't you speak english to a wait staff <laughs> i think that's oh, ruder sure. um so i think just learning like please thank you yes or i mean yes or no hello hello yeah. how are like I, I don't know in in french it's really like common to be like bonjour ça va like hello how are mm-hmm. you just like learning little things like that um is really nice just like when you sit down at a restaurant like the little things of because i remember um it was really nice in rome you knew how to say like two please for when we would go to a restaurant mm-hmm. and they always just you can tell they appreciate it a lot and they're nicer especially I remember in um uh paris when yeah. they started speaking english and then you started speaking french and all of a sudden he was super nice to us yeah it's just like uh, americans are pretty rude or they can be um so just mm-hmm. like speaking a little bit of um the language will be really nice and again like what katie was saying they will really appreciate it i remember when we were in lake como in italy i at that point i picked up a lot of italian because it was like maybe our second week in italy and it's just like i don't know i thought it was fun oh and i Mm -hmm. remember the lady thought we were italian and gave us italian menus and i was like oh no i'm actually english (laughs) and she was like really impressed that like i even tried that much you know Mm -hmm. um they really appreciate it especially because I mean, they learned English to communicate with us. Like, why can't we do the same? So, yeah. And just being respectful of their culture, especially mm-hmm. in Europe. Um, it's not as common for a server to be like at your table every 10 minutes and really checking up on you. And sometimes you see like on TikTok trends of people saying like, oh my gosh, it takes forever to get your bill in Europe. But I feel like you almost just have to embrace it. Like you're in Europe, you're traveling, that's their like way of life there and not getting too um, rude. Like, yes, sometimes if you are in a hurry, then just realize, okay, maybe we have to ask for the check sooner. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, like what you were saying um, about the culture, it's like, like I feel so privileged living in France now because like the parents, so like the oldest is 13 and he gets off of school every day for lunch to come home and the parents have a break from work. They like actually make a full meal for lunch. It's not like a sandwich. Like today the mom made like zucchini and we had um, croque monsieur, which is like bread, cheese, ham, and eggs on like toast basically, um, but they call it croque monsieur mm-hmm. in um, France and with salad and things. And it was like a full meal and you sit down and you like, eat and relax and then um me and the mom usually have coffee together after and like have some dark chocolate it's just like a nice break in the day and so if you do Mm -hmm. if you are in a rush like katie's saying like if you have to make a train state a train or an airplane they have like takeaway stands in those locations like the train station or the airport like it would be more rude to sit down at a table and like immediately ask for the bill which is true you do have to ask for the bill in europe um Mm -hmm. but that's like not a big deal because it's you get to enjoy this like lovely meal and enjoy the like environment like I love, I love Paris so much because people watching as a part of their cafes like all of their chairs face the streets and <laughs> yeah. I could just sit there by myself and just watch people and it's not weird I can sit there for two hours not weird it's weird just like be up and out of there in 30 minutes and um yeah. it's yeah and it's that's kind of what we've um incorporated into our New York nights mm-hmm. is really taking the time like I know going to dinner it's going to take like two to three hours because we have all the courses and we take time in between the course courses and are in no rush at all exactly I really enjoy that yeah so just like when you're in a different place like speaking that language and really like getting a sense for the culture which means like taking a long time to eat your food especially like italians take a lot of time 
it's really fun and it just it's also like you've been walking so much and you're tired it feels good to just sit down and relax which also other tip if you are um on the go like that make sure to use the bathroom at the restaurant because some public restaurant restrooms excuse me a lot of public restrooms in europe you have to pay for it could be like one to two euros so it's not much but again you can save that money (laughs) so make sure you use the bathroom and make sure that you ask for tap water and don't pay for water oh yes because if you just say water sometimes they'll bring you a water bottle yes which they'll charge you for and sparkling water is a big thing over there yeah um which i realized i do not like oh i hated when <laughs> accidentally if i was buying water i wasn't looking cr- like close enough and i would accidentally grab like a sparkling water bottle yeah instead of still water oh gosh i remember that i, I do not like it <laughs> no i know i remember one time um again our friend hannah who's so funny um i remember one time she sent me a snapchat and she was like like these packaging designs that are like the same for sparkling and still waters. I hate hate crime against Americans. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Uh, um, and even better is to bring your own water bottle. Yes. And filling it up. Like if they put the tap water on your table in like a glass jug or jar, mm-hmm. um, pouring that into your water bottle. Yeah. And I also just fully embraced filling up my water bottle in like our hostel sink. Right. Because the the water's safe over there, so yeah. there's no harm. And I then, was literally about to say yeah. that. No, yeah, I you do that. You save so much money. You save. be expensive. Exactly. You save so much money and it is clean. Like definitely like check your area like or, or your location where you're at. Like if you're in a hostel in this like South America, maybe make sure. But all of Europe, is pretty clean they have like standards so not that saying south america doesn't but just you know um yeah i don't know if that would really mix well with like an american diet and things like that that might hurt our stomachs but in europe it's fine i always just thought it was funny when <laughs> when i studied abroad in paris in um january um this one girl was just like i don't trust it and like would not drink the water out of the tap in paris and i was like and then she would order tap water at the restaurant i was like you know it's the same <laughs> like, like do you realize where that's coming from exactly oh it just made me laugh um but yeah that's kind of like i'm gonna jumping around here but kind of talking about water and like um I guess we can talk about like cuisine because we are kind of talking about it already um mm-hmm. so yeah like Katie said bring your own water bottle um I remember when I was like googling like how to budget like for a Europe like backpacking trip and they told me to eat like a European which means small breakfast and large like late lunch slash dinner which mm-hmm. as an American doesn't really work for me because I eat three meals a day and I enjoy that um, and some and I also I need like a larger breakfast to start my day. Otherwise, I'm hangry and that like, yeah, right like does not work for me. Yeah, like the little croissant. Oh my gosh, our hostel like Remember okay. Our Paris I was about to say that yeah, because some hostels do include breakfast, but it's like and it, yeah, it, it includes breakfast. So then we go down there, and it looks like we were like disrupting a meeting. <laughs> I still don't that? know. I still don't know it's if like that was like, we stood in the corner. Yeah, and there were these tiny. Were they like tiny croissants? They were like miniature croissants. Yeah, croissants. <laughs> and then they had um, espresso. That wasn't that it. Mm-hmm, that was it. I think maybe like a tea or something, but it was mainly just like these mini croissants and espresso, and that was our included mm-hmm. breakfast. Yeah, we and we did have some like breakfasts included in. Um, I think it was like maybe the Czech Republic. No, I think it was uh, Vienna, maybe, and then maybe in Italy. But it's that like one was nice actually. Yeah, I think that actually had a lot of food. Yeah, it was like cereal. You could get like bread or toast, um, fruit, like an apple mm-hmm. or um, you know whatever yogurt coffee that was nice so like there are some places that include breakfast but um my pro tip is to bring granola bars 
like pack them oh, yes. before or, like get a box every couple if you're like going on a non-stop trip get a granola like box of granola bars every couple cities and pack one in your like go bag every day because you will get hungry on the go and it's better just have a snack because I don't know it's not like common to like you can go into any grocery store and get like a little snack but it's just nice to have something that will you know especially like trains because you won't stop really mm-hmm. having something they don't have to pay for because sometimes like kind of like plain food train food can be kind of expensive like on the carts on the trains um and if yeah. you buy it in bulk beforehand, then it will be cheaper than if you just walk into some convenience store and get a granola bar. It could be, like, five-plus euros. Right. But, yeah, so you can get, like, a cheap breakfast. I mean, there's Starbucks everywhere. It's kind of nice to, like – or, like, even McDonald's are everywhere, home away from home. Um, yeah. But just, like, eating cheap, and then we would, you know, go get lunch that wasn't too bad. Um and then dinner was where it kind of could be more a little bit more expensive for us. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought food was the most expensive thing because our hostels were cheap, our travel was cheap, but then you're eating three meals a day, and that's really where they can ding you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And we would just look at like uh, restaurants near me, or sometimes we already like knew of places ahead of time. But definitely just looking at the prices, which I realize, you know how when you're looking up restaurants and it will have like one to four dollar signs with how um, expensive it is. Yeah, that in Europe, I always um, I thought it varied a lot with if it had like two to three dollar signs. I was like, oh, that's expensive. But if you're looking at the price, it wasn't really that expensive. It was more just like expensive for that area, like especially when you're in um, Hungary or Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. So definitely like just looking at the menu and seeing for sure what the prices are. Yeah, no, exactly. And also like lunch can be, you know, food stands. It can be takeaway, like a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. We got a dollar slice of pizza in New York to save money, which was really fun. It felt like an experience. Um, yeah. So you can just yeah, like, like a true New Yorker walking around with a slice of pizza. Right. And there's like, I always liked, enjoyed looking up, the common cuisine of wherever we were going and I remember in Budapest it was like really common to have like street like what was it it was like street cabbage or something and it wasn't like that expensive and like goulash of oh, course yeah. oh goulash is so because good their um common cuisine that it's normally like just a normal price is not really extra money so right yeah and that's fun to embrace the culture in that way as well right also pro tip to save money don't drink alcohol every time you go out. <laughs> well, also help save like your physical and mental health. Yeah, it'll save your money and sanity. <laughs> yeah, we did not learn that until like um, so we were studying abroad for six months. We got there in January, left in you know May, June. I don't think we learned that until like literally April. <laughs> would just be like oh my gosh we're like on vacation let's drink and then by april we were traveling so much we were like we need to stop like you know and the the problem was too not only when we were traveling were we drinking but in edinburgh like if we would go out to eat or go to a bar or something it was just i've never consumed that much alcohol in my life well it's also just so common there like in the uk to be like Oh, let's grab a not, let's grab a pint after class, or like a lot oh of the gosh. society would meetings into, would be at bars would, or pubs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you would walk into a pub at like ten a.m. and it's like decently full, and everyone's drinking a pint of beer, and it was just so common. Yeah. So also sometimes like Guinness would be my lunch. That sounds really bad, but like I got so full of Guinness, <laughs> or like yeah. um, tenants. <laughs> um, highly recommend, but. Yeah, don't drink everywhere you go, because you also, being hungover and walking around, 
death. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it saves money. So yes. Win-win. Exactly. Um, other, some other budging tips, find cheap free things to do in your area. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They are there. They are. And a lot of times, even museums, um, if you're a student, make sure to always have your student pass on. So true. I never had mine on, and it was so annoying. I always had to pay full price. I never learned my lesson. Or you would have to, like, go through your email or some, like, my UI or whatever it was in Edinburgh. I forget what it was called. It was so bad. Try to prove, and then it was only, like, 50-50 if they would accept it or not. Right. Which, that was my own fault. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But definitely there are free things to do or very cheap things to do. And right. Even just walking around and, like, looking at the architecture, I always really enjoyed that. Yeah. Speaking of that, do not pay to go into any church or any castle. We did that, like, oh in February. And then after that, I was like, I'm never doing that again. That was, like, seven euros I, to see the inside of a church. I hate to say it, but they all started looking the same. Yeah. At, like, at the, at the beginning, it was like, oh, this is beautiful. But then it was like... Oh, how many cathedrals have we walked through? Yeah, like, how many? Yeah. Do we have to do this again? Um, yeah. And then our last tip, Katie Comp number seven. Oh, yes. Travel off-season if possible for your schedule. Like, I noticed, especially in, during the summer, going to Europe. So expensive. Jack up all of the plane tickets because they know that's the season everyone travels. Mm-hmm. And when I'm looking at... Um, I even noticed when we were studying abroad, like traveling around February and March, like in the colder months, it's, um, the prices are good. And when I'm looking to visit Casey and like end of October, the prices are really good. So if it works with your schedule, definitely, um, trying to travel in those off seasons. Exactly. I think she should have come visit me for Halloween. So that's very off season for Paris. That'll be fun. Um, but yeah, those are all like our money saving tips, but for the end, I just kind of have some general travel tips that we came up with. Um, Mm -hmm. if you are going abroad, pack sleeping pills if you feel comfortable, um, especially for the plane ride, like from America to Europe, you want to be able to sleep, but also it's nice to have some on hand for the hostels so you can for sure sleep. I had trouble sleeping in... It's not always everyone is very accommodating and like, uh... Yeah, quiet. when staying in hostels, so... Right, exactly. I also just found that my anxiety for the beginning was so bad that I, like, was nervous to sleep, which is funny because I actually was very safe. Um, So just sleeping pills are nice. I also highly recommend getting a Voxy SIM card, V-O-X-I. It's, like, $10 a month for unlimited texting all over the EU, which is awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. And that includes social media and all the things which actually reminds me I need to, like, change my SIM card from my American SIM card to my Voxy SIM card, like, today. Um, this is making me think, I wonder when I come visit you, should I do a Voxy SIM card? I've never come for, like, a short period of time, like, went to Europe for a mm, short period of time. I put or it in. I just pay, like, the $10 a day thing? See, is it too much to change a SIM card for that short period? See, I had to get my Voxy SIM card in the mail, so it took some time. But, like, since I have it on me all the time, I popped it in when I came to Paris for a week in September. And I popped it back in for my month um, in France for, like, all of January. If you can get one, like, before you come, I'd say that was that'd be worth it. Or if you want to, like, ship it to my house, it's literally a dollar a day rather than $10 a day. So... Yeah, maybe I'll just order it soon and then have it go what to did, your flat. What did you use when you were in Scotland? Did you just, you had a different number. Yeah, it was a different SIM card, but it wasn't, it was through, oh, the company was like three. Did you keep it or did you throw it away? 
Oh my gosh, I literally kept it for the longest time. And then when I was going through my room this past month, I threw it away because I was like, why am I keeping this? Oh, of course, yeah. I literally just threw it away. Dang. But yeah, I'll just... I, that one was more, though. It oh. was like 20-something a month. Not that it's that much more, but... But yeah, so... Yeah. Um, I'll order a boxy and just ship it to you. Yeah, that's totally fine. I finally gave you my address, so... <laughs> yes, yes, I have a letter I'm going to send you. Oh, thank you. Okay, um, other tip, always carry whatever country you're in their cu- currency because some cafes are cash only, and sometimes in, like, emergency situations, like, I remember I was at a um, restaurant in Paris and my and the Wi-Fi of the restaurant was out, so their card machines weren't working, and mm-hmm. I had to, like go get cash and come back and I felt really bad because I needed to pay them and I didn't want them to think that I because I had to like go all the way back to my flat then go all the way back up and they were like wow we thought you left and I was like no I'm so sorry I had to go back all the way home because my debit card does not work in Paris but it's just a whole other nightmare but yeah always carry cash on you especially like it just saves you so much trouble so remember when we were in Paris and we were in that taxi that you asked do you take um card and he said yes, but he must have not understood correctly because he, like, dropped us off and was wanting cash, and we didn't have any euros on us. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> and then Hannah gave and then, him... Thankfully, I had yeah. a $20 oh, that was US you. bill. Yeah. And he, we just, like, handed it to him and, like, scurried out of the car. Oh, God, it was so bad. My gosh. Yeah, um, yeah definitely recommend carrying um, yeah. that country's currency. On. Yeah. I, like, I always carry around, like... 20 like right now i'm carrying around 20 euros on me at all times just in case um that's like not a problem so pretty easy mm-hmm. um now some general just like overall travel tips um first and foremost honor your body you will get tired from weekend trips and you won't be able to see everything so just chill out you like you don't have to see everything you won't be able to see everything um sometimes when i was just like really overwhelmed and overstimulated, i would just go see a movie it's just nice to like mm-hmm. sit down for a while in like a safe environment and you don't feel like you have to, like you buy the you know movie ticket but then you're like entertained and not like you know i don't know do yeah. other things so i would sometimes go and find a park um and just sit and read right because sometimes like you can only see so many sites and walk around so much mm-hmm. and you don't want to burn yourself out exactly and we definitely um implement phone time i right. know we talked about phone time before but yeah that is a lifesaver we did right. that like every day just while like we were studying abroad. yeah just like an hour a day like after traveling like you can see the sites like make sure you take still the exact same time that you would do in, on your normal day to like go home and like rest and home being like your hostel or your hotel like go lay down mm-hmm. scroll on your phone read your book call your mom all the things check in <laughs> with yourself yeah um and also like speaking of your phone always carry like a phone charger on you just in case because you never know if it could die and then you're stranded you know Especially if you're, like, going out for a longer day. What? I was going to say, portable chargers are the best. Oh, 100%. kept on saying I was going to order one, never did. Um, But I know you had one, and that, like, saved you a lot. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you can't always find an outlet. Exactly. Um... Yeah, other than that, same in the same, like, motion. Look up the day before you go somewhere what you want to do, just not to overwhelm yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I found out, like, at least for me, at the beginning of us traveling, I would be like, oh, my gosh, I want to see this and this and this and this and this. And it was just too much. It was, like, almost overwhelming. And so the night before, like, say we were just got into, like, Paris, I'd be like, okay, like, I want to make sure I want to see the Eiffel Tower and the Notre Dame and... Um, the Arc du Triomphe and things like that and then 
mm-hmm. map out kind of thing. Like, not everything needs to be planned, in my opinion, unless you are, like, I need everything to be planned. And, like, you travel best the way you know. But I just mm-hmm. did it more relaxed, and that felt good for me. I agree. I would always look, um, like, the night before, and I would only plan, really, like, 24 hours out. So then that night, again, I would kind of go on and see, like, okay, what's something else I could do? And then starting with a list, I liked how um, when we were traveling with, like, that group of five of us, we would in the morning be like, okay, these are the things I want to see, kind of get, like, on the same page if we were going to stay together or split up that day. Mm -hmm. And then just do, like, a few things that you want to see and, like, other things will come up along the way or maybe you want to spend more time there. Right. Like, I liked how we didn't have exact time stamps to get places. Mm -hmm. It was more like this is going to happen and we'll get there when we do. I agree with that because it also helps you be more, like, in the moment because if you see something you want to, like, a store or bookstore you want to pop into like you have the time and then Mm -hmm. you can really be like oh I did this instead of oh I didn't make it to the art museum today because I did this instead like it's still really fun it's your own adventure yeah um but yeah I always had to remind myself like I can come back and exactly um because a lot of times we were only in a city for a few days at most Mm -hmm. so you can't see the whole city so it was nice to be like okay this is the city I'll come back to this is a city I don't need to come back to these are things I would do when I do come back and you you can't do everything you're going to like um burn yourself out if you try exactly I actually have a running list of places I want to go back to because I I just thought they were so cool um, but yeah, take time to rest, like we were saying earlier, but also know the mindset is bus club bus. So getting yes. mentally prepared that like you also are like, yes, you will come back and you don't have all the time to see everything, but know that you'll need to rally at some points and you don't want to because it's like, well, I'm only, you know, 22 and in Paris once. So mm-hmm. <laughs> got to see. And a lot of times it would be like right before we're about to do something, like you're not in the mood, but like you get yourself there and then you have like the best time. Exactly. So it's just like the mindset, like you were saying, of getting yourself to get there. Right. Just mentally prepare. Um, and this is kind of... Oh, I'll save that. Oops. Okay. Um, Also, just, like, overall, know that it's okay that you are scared and uncomfortable. Um, You're getting out of your comfort zone. I'll never forget when I was – it was, like, my first time backpacking. Um, So I was staying in a hostel for the first time, and I was in Copenhagen, Denmark, and I was just, like, really anxious. Um, I will say what I really liked about every time we traveled, which Katie mentioned, we would decide whether we wanted to, like, stay together or split up, which – used to really scare me because I wasn't as like I am independent but I don't know I was just like oh my gosh I'm in a foreign country and I feel like people always like warn you about being in the quote like foreign country which is like true because like Copenhagen is foreign to me but um I was just having this moment where I was like really nervous because the person I was with on the trip like and I split up in the morning and she was doing her own thing which like more power to you and like I was really overwhelmed so I just like went to a movie again totally valid and I was living the movie theater and I just had this moment that was like why am I so scared like yes this is a foreign place to me but this is someone's like hometown you know like this is someone's like everyday walk to their work everyday walk to their store um people like people walk their kids I saw this mom like with her young baby just like out for a walk that like day and I was just like people are literally just people everywhere you go and danger like dangerous things happen in Dallas where I'm from dangerous things happen in Paris dangerous things happen in New York it's it's everywhere is a little bit dangerous but if you live your life in fear then that will inhibit you for the rest of your life so I just had this moment because even just like everything you do has a little risk like exactly has a risk come along with it and yes there are things you can do to not put yourself in like an absurd amount of risk but Mm -hmm. you gotta like live your life and go out there and get out of your comfort zone right exactly so that was a good like know that you're not alone but know that 
if you are feeling uncomfortable, just remember, like, this is someone's, like, hometown. I don't know. That just was really comforting to me. Um, and yeah. so I really liked looking, like, thinking of it like that. So be proud of yourself for putting yourself out there. But know that someone that's every someone that's someone's like every day you know so yeah and kind of going along with that someone's every day try not to look too much too much like a tourist when you're traveling I was literally about to say um, that that's such yeah. an unpopular opinion but it's so true <laughs> like I think to an extent they always say if you're walking around and like really looking around you look more like a tourist and you don't want to limit yourself from doing that but maybe um I don't know, just try to be a little bit more aware and, oh, pickpocketing, be really careful with that. Like, yeah. hand on your purse, like, if it's open easily, maybe try to get a different purse. Right. Um, there's just little things you can do. I was going to say, I feel like there's, you have to, like, balance. Wa- it's like a tightrope. you got to, like, walk a fine line between, like, embracing the fact that, like, you are a tourist and that's totally okay and, like, really awesome of you to, like, be a tourist in a different place and, like, exploring, mm-hmm. but then also, like, not being so evident and outlandishly in tourist to draw attention to yourself. So I think like yourself a target, right? I think there's a way to balance like blending in. Like I would say that I look like a tourist, but I still try to dress like I'm a European, if that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I carry when I'm like, for example, in Paris, I usually carry like right now because I have a lot of things for the kids on me a lot. I'll carry like my zip purse that's a little bit bigger that I put all my like phone wallet keys in. That's like zipped, so it's like no one can get into. And then things that don't really like matter really I put in my tote bag so like my book my journal usually the kids snacks a water bottle I put in the tote bag so it's like not a big deal and I don't know people walk a lot with like a bunch of bags on them in Paris just kind of for that reason um and then just a little bit more aware on like the metro um and things like that but the area I'm living in is very like families and very safe so it's not that Mm -hmm. there's like a lot of like and really populated areas like the Eiffel Tower or um really really busy metro stations there's more or like even by um yeah like the, the tour that um the eiffel tower i was going to say in french sorry the eiffel tower there's a lot of um i don't know people there's a lot of like schemes people do to try to like like rope in tourists yeah. like i know right now there's um these young women that try to come up to you and get you to sign something to help them but it's just a ruse so that way you're distracted people can pickpocket you so just like always saying no and like understanding your surroundings and just being like lightly yeah. aware um i also, I also say i heard of this um tourist trap where people will walk up to you and hand you like a bracelet mm-hmm. and you think it's just like oh like they're handing it to me so you look at it it's like oh this is pretty like talking to them and then they'll try to make you buy it because they're saying like oh you already have it like i can't take it back like you have to pay for it so just don't take anything that anyone's trying to give you in your hands yeah exactly or like even in i remember italy a lot of people are selling flowers or come up to you and like try to get you to buy it. it's just I always just say, like, no, sorry, thank you, I'm good. Um, Or just, like, don't look at them in the eye, you know? Kind of sad, but just protecting yourself. Um, I also will say, like, people don't question if you look like you know what you're doing. So not, like, yeah, you can be lost and be a tourist and, like, but don't look at the map on your phone. (laughs) Like, like, look at it every so often, um, you know, but... I just usually don't like have the volume up where you're like looking at it like right in front of your face as you're walking. Right. I usually what I typically do is I have my sunglasses on, my headphones in, you know, it directing me through my headphones, and then I just walk. And then I like mm-hmm. got to take in the sights. I look like I know what I'm doing, I look like I know where I'm going, and it's super nice, um, and really easy. So that's my pro tip, pro tip. Um mm-hmm. yeah. 
And then finally, know that something will go wrong. <laughs> yes, it's inevitable. Yeah. It like, will happen. Be okay if you get pickpocketed. Like, be okay if your hostel actually didn't get your reservation. Like, know that, like, something will go wrong and that's okay. It's part of the story. And know that you are capable of getting yourself out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah, I feel like if you go in with that mindset, then when the inevitable thing goes wrong, it's not as um, worrisome. Yeah. Like, yes, it's still like, oh, something I need to deal with and get through. But like, you'll figure it out. It will work out. Yeah. You can't be like super panicky the whole time where you just won't enjoy your um, enjoy your time. Right. Exactly. And at that point, like. I don't know if you expect the like not to be like negative and be like oh I know this is gonna happen but just like knowing that something's gonna go wrong then when it does like Katie's saying then it won't like ruin your trip it'll just be Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh yeah that happened to me and then you could just share your story you know so just like expect that things will go wrong um just the way that life has its ebbs and flows traveling will for sure have its ebbs and flows and I highly recommend whoever you're traveling with always say your highs and lows at the end of the day because it's really fun (laughs) Oh, I love that part. And the best is when you're saying you're low and it's the most small, uh, like, minuscule thing that sounds such, like, like it's not even an issue, but you just had such a good day. Like, yes. Like my, like, my my blister on my left toe is still hurting, but my day was yeah. amazing, so that's, like, your low, and then the rest was, like, but my high was, like, seeing the Alps in Sylvania <laughs> yeah. or something. And then other days your low is, like, I got pickpocketed or right. something bad but yeah it definitely um lightens up the mood it definitely does um now for our final question i'm curious katie where is some place that you would recommend our listeners go oh edinburgh edinburgh the first place that popped in my mind (laughs) it's i think um that was the if you're nervous when you're first going with the language barrier that's definitely nice and I, i just love edinburgh because you get the city you get um, some greenery with the hills. You can go see the sea. You can do it all. I just think Scottish people are so nice. I love the architecture. I couldn't say more good things about Edinburgh. Um, but if you're outside of the UK, I would say um, Prague or Budapest. Those were two that I was not expecting to visit. And one of my like top, some of my top two um, favorite cities I've ever been to. And I can't wait to go back. Yeah, for sure. What about you? Oh, that's so hard. I mean, I feel like I'm biased to Paris because I just love Paris, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's just such a cop-out answer because I'm living here now and I'm just, I've been dreaming of Paris since I was, before I was born, it feels like sometimes. Um, yeah. But if I had to pick other places, I would say Sylvania was the most unexpected place that we went to. We were lucky enough to stay with our friend Nika, who's from there. Um, and we got to stay with her family. So it was like really amazing because and that's like one of my favorite trips I've ever been on because mm-hmm. just like, like how I love Paris right now is like staying with this family and like really getting the cultural aspect, speaking French, eat, like, you know, eating like a French person, seeing what they have for lunch and dinner and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. but in Sylvania, it was so cool. Cause we got to frolic I'll never forget we were like frolicking in this field and it was like the Alps were behind us and it was just like the sound of music and I was like this is the best day ever and oh that was amazing Nika's mom made us their traditional dishes and we couldn't speak the language but all we said was Savinia is that what it was to say thank you Hafala Hafala right? Hapla, Hapla. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we just kept saying that and they were like, you're saying thank you too much. You're scaring my parents. And I was like, sorry, we are American, but <laughs> it was like the one thing we could say. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that's what we just kept repeating. Yeah, we're like, hafala, hafala. <laughs> um, <laughs> besides that, I would say Amsterdam. I could picture myself living in besides Paris. Like, I know that that's a really common trend that's like, I think I could live here. <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. I just really loved Amsterdam. I thought it was so pretty with the canals. I really loved how family forward it was. Um, everyone was biking. I went in April. And it's also, that was the, for the Tulip Festival. And tulips are my favorite flowers. So... Lots of things there for me, um, but just seeing the you know parents biking their kids to school, and I was just like, wow, this is a really like lovely. I felt so safe there. It was just really, really beautiful, um, and I really enjoyed that. So definitely Amsterdam if you have the opportunity. Sylvania, France, just you know Edinburgh, just go see the world. Um, really is the point of this episode. It's a huge world, um, and we're so lucky that you know, plans, planes are invented that you can go see them for, you know, not to take a giant yeah. boat or something, but. And I love the quote that I, I'm not going to say it the proper, um, correct, like way, but it's basically saying you learn so much more when you travel, like mm-hmm. when you're traveling, you learn things that you can't learn in school, like about yourself, about the world, um, experiencing different cultures. And I definitely, um, witness that while studying abroad yeah traveling my favorite travel quote quote is um but to travel is to live so I, love that. <laughs> I definitely agree with that and really again if you have the opportunity to um travel but you're worried about cost of living be an au pair <laughs> my co- yeah. my compensation is my studio apartment so I feel really lucky you make a little bit more on top of that too I do make a, a, um, a stipend on top of that and then my family that I'm st- like that I'm working for is really kind to provide me groceries and I'm able to use their washing machine at their apartment um so I feel really, really blessed and lucky for that. So it's just, it's a really good experience and it's a really good way to experience the world. And my goal is to become fluent. So that's why I'm here. But it's just also a great way to see this part of life that's different than yours. And that really, I don't know, it just helps you become more of a well-rounded person because you learn so much more about life. So, yeah. Yeah, I would say if you have the chance to truly live somewhere, um, more than like traveling, obviously is amazing, but I really, um, loved having more of a home base abroad and, um, like you were saying, like experiencing more of the culture in that way. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I completely agree. But anyways, best of luck with everyone's travels. Um, <laughs> hope you come abroad or places to go to in the United States. Mm-hmm. But and... yeah, um, like always, um katie and i's instagrams if you want to follow us along um and goodreads will be in the show notes as well as for the plots instagram and tiktok ftpx podcast will be linked below but besides that we will talk to you next week thanks so much for listening thank you guys and we'll talk to you soon bye bye